With Rob Lewis and Ben McKee, I'm Eric Kane here on an instant reaction VolQuest podcast post-Orange and White Spring football game. Uh, it was a little weird in terms of how the, the scrimmage went, uh, went by in terms of the offense, alternating possessions. Uh, the scoreboard was a different score than what was online in terms of who actually won. But nonetheless, we got to see some, uh, some of Tennessee's offensive players show out. And um, Rob, I'll start with you. We'll go ahead and start with the quarterbacks. Uh, Harrison Bailey looked like he had a good day. Broad Mauer looked flashy early. And then Hendon Hooker appeared to struggle a little bit coming out of the spring game. What were your thoughts on the quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be impressed with Bailey. But at the same time, you got to throw the caveat, caveat out there that I mean, it was hard to judge if they were playing, if it was a level playing field. They were, there were so many different personnel groupings. You know, what receivers were they playing with? What, you know, what was the offensive line? But despite all that, I thought Harrison I mean, pretty easily had the best day of any of them. I and mean, he looked confident I mean, he, his timing was good he got the ball out um, you know pushed the ball down the field better than the other, either of the other two mm-hmm. by far didn't make a big mistake like Maurer did and in typical Maurer fashion he had the, the, the most beautiful throw of the day that 45 yard when he dropped into Jalen Hyatt and then like two plays later had an intentional grounding that ended the drive and forced a field goal attempt. Ben, you look at Harrison Bailey, two of his big plays came on busted coverages, but nonetheless, he scored with the first-team offense. He scored against the first-team defense at points or time. Uh, as Rob kind of pointed out, more inconsistencies from Brian Maurer, but Hidden Hooker, uh, a guy that we thought maybe be leading the pack right now, didn't really have the strongest day here on, on April 24th. No, uh, that was Harrison Bailey. Harrison Bailey won the day, not just in the quarterback room, but I thought Harrison Bailey had the best day out of anybody on on the football team. He did not look at all like the guy we saw at the open practice, did not look like the guy that you kind of hear about behind the scenes as, as somebody who doesn't really flash. Uh, but he flashed today. He, he showed arm strength, and although a couple of those throws were on some busted coverages, uh, I, I kind of just, all I care about is that the throw was accurate and, and he wasn't slow to react to the busted coverage. The ball was already going there even before the receiver kind of came wide open so uh, his throws were on point he did a great job of throwing with some anticipation I, I thought he did a great job of showing off some athleticism which has been his biggest knock and uh, was scrambling around out there a bit so uh, Harrison Bailey definitely the, the best quarterback out there today won the day and I mean Rob summed it up great with with Brian Maurer just continues to be inconsistent he flashes you, you see the most potential out of him uh, but then he has a delay of game because he doesn't communicate the sign correctly to the receiver or uh, he did not get the correct sign from the sideline. Uh, and then Hendon Hooker, uh, just, I was kind of surprised by how far it appeared he was behind. I mean, he, he was super late on that throw uh, to Princeton Fant on the sideline that uh, Warren Burrell picked off and, and returned to the house. He did somewhat redeem himself. He threw a great ball to, to Cedric Tillman in the end zone. Cedric Tillman made a great catch in the yep. end zone, but it was still a beautiful pass. So. Uh, as as Rob summarized, Harrison Bailey won the day, and Hendon Hooker definitely looked uh, the worst out of the three. Hey, look at the receivers. Uh, you brought up Cedric Tillman right there. Uh, again, he made another amazing catch out there. He made a really nice catch in the open practice. Uh, I, think, I think he's had a nice spring. Jalen Hyatt looked good out there today a little bit. I thought Anderson Kobe showed up. Uh, Tennessee, I think, entered spring with a lot of question marks in terms of what they had at wide receiver and leap spring with pretty good depth in the position. Yeah, I think so. I think pretty obviously Jimmy Callaway helped himself the most of all those young guys. I mean, somebody had to step up. I think they could still stand for somebody else to step up, whether it's Holiday and Malachi Weidman. I know has been limited, but he also, I mean, that's, you just haven't heard a, a peep about him this spring. I think that's a guy that a lot of people were, um, you know, hoping 
would be a factor in it. Right now, it doesn't look like he is, but Callaway coming along, Hyatt, you know, he's, he's been limited. I think you know what you've got there. It's pretty good. And I mean, it's it's kind of been, you know, something that, that people have poked fun about. But in the offseason, you know, Austin says, you know, man, Cedric Tillman looks good in camp and this, that, the other. It never materialized. But I mean, he, he looks really good this spring. Had a good day. And one of the biggest things to me about the passing game was it looks like the, the tight end may, may have a role in this offense. Princeton Fant, four catches, 56 yards today. That's that's more production than you've seen from that spot. And yeah, it's a spring game. I was talking about targets and, and involvement. It's, yeah. It looks like they, it's not going to just be a glorified offensive tackle anymore. I will say on the offense real quick, uh, the, the running back position, Jabari Small, I think he got somewhere around maybe 11 carries a day, almost 50 yards, scored uh, two touchdowns. Ty and Evans got in there at the end. Of course, he's been banged up. He found the end zone. Dee Beckwith started the game running pretty hard. Uh, your overall thoughts have been on the running back position. Again, another another position group that a lot of question marks coming into spring, but I think as we leave here in the orange and white game, you feel good about the depth there. I personally think the, the running back position is in the best spot leaving spring uh, and just kind of piggybacking off of, of what Rob was talking about with the receiver depth. I mean, I, I think the offense as a whole is in a good spot aside from the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And obviously that is a big aside. The quarterback position likely the most important position in all of sports it it just feels like to me that if Tennessee could figure out the quarterback position whether it's with one of the three that played today or uh, somebody who may be added to to the room it feels like if they can figure out that position that spot going into the season then the potential on the offensive side of the ball just grows exponentially because I think they have guys at running back whether it's Jabari Small Jalen Wright had a nice touchdown run yeah uh, D Beckwith didn't flash as much today but I thought he looked good in, in the open practice and he had a good spring overall Tyon Evans he's been banged up I thought Tion or Tion T Hodges ran well in the open practice didn't see much of him today either but there's some guys at running back Rob talked about the guys at receiver I, I think you're you're solid along the offensive line, and, and tight end looks like it can can be productive, whether it's Princeton Fant. I didn't see much of Austin Pope today. I uh, didn't see Austin Pope at all, but I, I think that tight end position is pretty set as well. So uh, I know you asked specifically about the running back position, but I, I feel outside of the quarterback position, the offense has, has a pretty solid amount of depth going into uh, fall camp. Yeah, I want to ask about the defense before we wrap up, but first, before leaving there, uh, the offensive line, again, I think is in a, in a decent spot, as you pointed out, Ben. Cade Mays, where we've seen him, we know that he's practicing everywhere. We saw him practice a little at left tackle there in the open practice. We've seen him practice at right guard the first day of practice we were there, but primarily he's been at right tackle. Come out here in the orange and white game. Cade doesn't play a whole lot today. We didn't think that he would, uh, if any, to be completely honest, but he starts out playing at right guard. Yeah, Darnell Wright at right tackle and Dane Davis at left tackle with Carvin and, and Cooper. And so you look at that offensive line, and that's kind of a, an offensive line we haven't seen yet this spring, but uh, there's a, a ton of different combinations you can leave spring with and head to fall camp with, with Spragans, Carvin, the Mays brothers, uh, Wright and Davis, and Calvert's still in the mix as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they know who they're, what their best five is yet, but I think they have you know some options yeah. as opposed to – and they're not desperate choices. I think they have some guys that they feel comfortable playing. All right, so we leave here. Uh, offense kind of stole all the headlines, and, and again, it is what it is. The defense had four defensive linemen out. Uh, there was no linebackers. Um, I thought the defense certainly didn't have the best day simply because you saw some of these backup units push the ball down the field um, and, and find the end zone and, and you know have success throwing the football at times as well. 
What would your biggest takeaway have been from the defensive performance out there today? And keep in mind, too, hardly any blitzes. It was very vanilla and missing some players. Yeah, I, I like what I saw from the corners. Uh, and, and you talked about the offense being able to push the ball down the field. Uh, part of that was because of some, some coverage busts in the secondary. But the good news, if there is any good news, Willie Martinez or Tim Banks won't think in, in, in this form. But those were 13 guys uh, when, when they did have coverage busts, at least the, the big ones that led to some Harrison Bailey touchdowns. Those were walk-ons in the game, guys that aren't going to see the field uh, this fall. But when you saw Alante Taylor in there, uh, when, when you saw Warren Burrell in there, they, they were making plays. Warren Burrell obviously had the big pick six. Alante Taylor was able to come up and um, put some pretty good licks on, on some receivers. Anderson Kobe did a good job of holding on to the football there towards uh, the goal line when, when he got thumped by Alante Taylor. I, I, I like what you have in Jalen McCullough, Trayvon Flowers. So uh, in terms of positive vibes on the defense, I think it all kind of resides in the secondary. And I really think that's the only major takeaway that you can take away because, like you said, they're missing so many guys at linebacker and along the defensive line. All right, Rob, biggest thing, biggest offseason uh, need, obviously we can say linebacker and sub-development of maybe the new quarterback that's coming in, but uh, priority list number one for Tennessee football this offseason. Well, I mean, it, it's cliche, but I mean, figuring out who your quarterback is, I mean, I don't know if you can do that in the offseason, but, mm -hmm. you know, making some strides towards that. I don't think you want to be repping three guys in, in August or, or can't, four. Can't or, afford to. Or four or yeah. five or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I, I think trying to establish a pecking order there, and man, finding some help in the front seven. I mean, again, there were so many guys out today. It's hard to draw a firm conclusion on what they've got. And you, and as Ben said, they they were really vanilla. But I still, you know, am not sure who, if anybody, is a difference maker in the front seven. Ben, you got anything else? Off-season needs, uh, of course, the quarterback, linebacker, looking at the transfer portal. Um, anything from today that sticks out that needs to be uh, on the priority list heading into out of spring practice and the summer workouts? Rob hit the nail on the head. I, I think it's all in, in the front seven um, and, and more so the defensive line, in my opinion, because inside linebacker is thin, will be thin. But I think you have some guys there, and it won't be as bad in the fall as it is right now. You'll have Roman Harrison. You'll have Jeremy Banks. I think Pat Garland had a nice spring. Uh, Morgan Joseph still young, don't know how much you can rely on him, but I think he will progress into a nice role within this defense. So you, you would like to add an inside linebacker, don't want to try and communicate that. But to me, there's just no you know, bona fide playmakers along the defensive line. You have some veterans, but there's just no SEC level play, playmakers in my opinion. Elijah Simmons, he's a guy who had a nice spring. He, he did not play today. I like Matthew Butler. Uh, but outside of that, kind of what guys are reliable. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at the front seven and, and the quarterback position. There's some guys there, but um, if, if you have five guys who, who could potentially play quarterback, do you really have a guy that can play quarterback? All right, well, final score here from the 2021 spring orange and white football game. The orange defeats the white in a game that doesn't matter about score at all, 42-37. to 37. With Rob Lewis, Ben McKee, I am Eric Kane signing off. This has been Instant Reaction Podcast here at VolQuest.com.